Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. So I'd like to say that I have all these episodes pre-planned out, like I know what I'm going to talk about every single week because that would just make my perfectionist brain feel really good. But I don't. And that's intentional. Um, I don't think at first it was intentional. I think it was just a timing thing. I just literally didn't have the time to pre-plan it out already. But now I'm doing it intentionally because I have something different on my mind every single week and not just on my mind, but on my heart. And I really want these episodes to be as real and raw and authentic as they can be. So Here's what I want to talk about today that's come up for me recently. It's this concept of generosity. Um, This came up for me as I was sitting in a couple's counseling session with my husband earlier last week. And I have absolutely no shame in talking about that. It's literally the only time that I get uninterrupted time to focus on my marriage and communicate with my husband. And so we were talking about a lot of the things that we're actively doing to break generational patterns. And all of a sudden I had this realization. I realized that even from the beginning, when I first met my husband, he was always so much more open and comfortable giving away love and affection than I was. I'm naturally more of a closed off person. So I had a really hard time receiving all of that. Like I would literally put up a wall and push it away. And of course that's going to create all kinds of confusion and issues, right? Right from the get-go which we are now working through 16 years later. But it's because I never learned growing up that I'm worthy of receiving that love and affection just the way I am. I thought that I had to earn it, which is why I became this major perfectionist. So now I'm trying to go through the hard work of unlearning my perfectionist behaviors and where they come from and also trying to reconnect with my husband, who I have honestly never really let all that close to me for fear that I would somehow screw it up. Isn't it just like therapy is just such an amazing thing. Uh, But what I walked away from in that hour was a clearer understanding of how I grew up and the mindset and beliefs that I inherited. My mom was the exact same way. As I think a lot of women in that generation and generations above that are. She came from scarcity, so she passed on scarcity. I think now about how many pairs of shoes she would have in her closet and how many of them were never worn. She would literally have them right in the box, just stacked up, one on top of each other, never worn them. But she had to have them because they made her feel safe. She always had, you know, another example, she always had at least six boxes of uncooked spaghetti in the cabinet just in case we ever needed it. And... Looking back now, all of these things are probably a trauma response from all the stuff that she had to carry in her life. Scarcity comes from not feeling like you have enough. 
And when this is your underlying belief, you can't help but have this impact it, it, on all areas of your life, right? When you constantly feel like there are limited resources to go around, you're naturally going to have a hard time giving of yourself because it's basic protection. It's literally instinctual to need to take care of yourself first. And if you're limited in your ability to give, you limit your ability to receive. Looking back, again, I, I know that my mom was never good at receiving. She was very much of the mindset that you had to work hard for everything that you have and nothing in life is free. Everything had to be earned. Money, love, trust, safety. Again, because in her mind, generosity was finite. She was uncomfortable accepting gifts, absolutely. And I'm going to go on a limb here and say that she was absolutely horrible at accepting compliments. Whenever my dad would tell her that she looked nice, she would have some instant comeback shooting it down or disagreeing immediately. And that was just really hard to watch as a little girl who literally thought that my mom walked on water. So obviously I absorbed all of that, which so many of us do. And I'm just realizing that when you can't accept all the good that is out there, you're stifling your ability to experience the really good stuff. You're keeping yourself small and not even allowing yourself to see and experience what else could possibly be out there because it just feels too uncomfortable for you. So to me, being bad at receiving and being bad at giving is like a chicken and egg thing. I'm not sure what came first because I can't remember that that far back for me personally. I don't remember too much of who I was before I was conditioned to not want to be her anymore. I think what I ended up subconsciously learning through my childhood was the same thing. I had to earn something in order to receive it, like love. And that if I was going to give of myself to someone, so my time, my love, my energy, things, whatever it is, that I had to have a real incentive. Like there was an agenda. Like we hope that by going out of our way to give someone a compliment or bake cookies for someone that they'll turn, they'll in turn do something for us, whether that's giving us something back or just wanting to be our friend or whatever it is. I think this is something humans naturally do. Again, it's like a survival mechanism. Um, but my, my husband, I'm going to give you another example. My husband to- told me this story about a kid in his elementary school growing up who was new and came into school one day with this huge bag of candy and just shared it with everyone because he wanted to make friends. It's kind of like that. Like, We may think we're doing this to be nice, but deep down there might be a hope or an expectation of something in return. It's like you're doing something good, but for all the wrong reasons. That's not going to feel good, and it's not going to help you energetically in my mind. This isn't going to lead to the abundance that I think we're all really craving, but it's not our fault. I think, again, we're kind of trained that way. Culture tells us that there should be something in it for us. We get emails. So here's an example. Like we get emails asking us to take surveys, not because we actually care about whatever service or product that we were just given or purchased, but because we'll then be entered to win a gift card or uh, free something if we do it. Um, Another example, like we will cover for a coworker when they're out and then expect them to do the same for us at another time when we're out of work. It's like we keep this internal scorecard of things that somebody else owes us because we did something for them. 
I know I do this all the time with my husband because especially because of the kids. Um, we're always keeping score of who did more that day so the other one can pay us back later when they have the ability to do so. It's not exactly healthy, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, what are the re- uh, what, yet another reason why we're seeing a couples counselor. But expectations, I think, having these expectations just get in the way. And to me, they cause more stress than, they, than actual joy. They lead to disappointment when the other person can't reciprocate in the way that we want them to, which ultimately, I think, strains relationships. When you, on the other hand, act out of pure generosity with no agenda, no ultimate goal of getting credit for it, then things will start to shift a little bit. It's when we're completely genuine in giving of ourselves because it makes us feel good, not because we think it's what we're supposed to do or secretly hoping we'll get something in return for it. That's what starts to create abundance. And, you know, when it changes the way that you look at the world, I think, and I think the way that the world looks at you back, love and connection, in my mind, is the reward. It's not whatever physical item or expectation that you have that you think is coming back your way. So, okay, all of that makes sense, right? But I'm being real. And to be honest, all of this seems a little woo-woo for even me sometimes. And it's really hard to implement in our everyday insane lives that we lead, especially as like busy working moms. We're tired. We feel like we're already giving so much of ourselves as employees and moms and spouses and family members, whatever we are. We have all these roles that we play in life, right? So at least this is how I'm feeling. So how can we give more from genu- from a place of genuine caring and create this abundant life when you feel like you have nothing left to give? That is, to me, like the ultimate really good question. And I don't know the answer to that because I don't think there is a, a, a solid black and white answer to that. But I do have, I do have some ideas around it. So bear with me. I'm going to walk through a couple of thoughts. The first is to be generous with yourself. And this is first and foremost. This to me is synonymous with self-care. And you've heard me talk before about how self-care is not bubble baths and pedicures. It's the basic things required for us to not neglect ourselves. Like boundaries, eating vegetables, making sure that we're sleeping. But it's also asking for help and learning to accept help in return. It's not beating ourselves up constantly for not being perfect. It's being patient with ourselves and minimizing our use of the word should. When we can give ourselves these simple things and not feel guilt and shame for it, then it makes it easier for us to be able to give things to others. So as an example, when I'm overtired, I have a really, really hard time letting my husband sleep in without feeling resentful. But when I'm well rested and feel like I've taken care of my own needs, then I'm more willing to want someone else to feel that way too. We need to be generous with ourselves. We need to care for ourselves as if we were our own kids, our own family, whoever it is that we take care of. As adults, we just so often put ourselves last that we cannot, it's literally impossible to feel full when we're running on empty. 
I thought to myself literally just a few times this week that I wish I just had somebody to take care of me. And the, the more that I say this, the more that I catch myself saying this, that's when I know that I need to do some more work. And that someone has to be myself to take care of myself. So the next thought that I have around giving and, and how you can do this and create more of an abundant life for yourself is give to people who you think don't deserve it. This goes back to something that I talked about in an earlier episode on receiving. I read this article by Martha Beck, who's a life coach and an author and has worked with Oprah. And she wrote about this experiment where you take a dollar bill from your wallet that's large enough that you'd be upset if you lost it. So that could be $10, $20, $50, whatever that is for you. You go to a public place like a park or a mall and you find a spot where you know people are going to walk by. You wait until no one's looking and you put that bill on the ground and then you go hide. Essentially, that money is your gift to that person. But the idea is that you start to really observe what's going on in your mind as you're watching this all go down. You're probably going to find all kinds of stuff coming up, right? Unworthiness and appropriateness, justice. And you may hope that somebody who you judge as more worthy of deserving that money receives it versus somebody who you think has more money to begin with. It is really like a complete mind game when you start to go through and observe the thoughts that are going through in your head. It's literally none of your business who finds that money and what they do with it. You've already let go of it in your mind. But the goal here is to reach a place where you would be happy regardless of who finds it. But why do you want this to happen? Because the judgments that constrain our giving are the exact same demons that are keeping you from receiving. What you think about other people is what you think about yourself. When you say, you know, I don't deserve that or I'd, I'd better put that money to good use or it has to be earned, it just really helps you to understand that you're setting limitations on yourself by having to meet certain criteria when you're given something. So the education around that is so important. The next idea that I have um, around learning to be more generous is to be generous with what feels easy and comes naturally to you, right? Like what feels good to you? For me, that's literally just being with someone and talking. I can talk for hours to someone and never feel tired. In fact, I get my more energy from being around other people and helping them sort through stuff. I feel more connected and less alone. But I encourage you to figure out whatever that thing is for you. Maybe it's letting someone else tell a story without you feeling the need to one-up or tell your own story in response. Or it could be letting someone vent even if you don't have a solution to what their problem is. It could be mentoring someone at work because you like them and you were in their shoes not that long ago. It could be writing a review of someone because you like their work or giving away clothes that you don't wear anymore. It, there's so much that you could think through. I mean, I think these things just help us to realize that giving is not all about money and that just 
goes against so much of what culture tells us, but it's about genuine kindness and the thought and caring about somebody else that, again, like you don't have to expect something in return. So the last thing that I, I want to mention here that is a good little tip is to think about what people actually need. And that's not big or expensive gifts. Most of the time, it's literally they just want somebody to hear them, to hold space for them, to listen, to make them feel appreciated. One of my kids' favorite books these days, it's called A New Day. And it's all about how the other days of the week have chance to do things and rest. But Sunday works on Sundays, right? So Sunday doesn't feel appreciated. So she quit. And then the whole book is about tryouts for a new day. And it's cute. But the whole point at the end of the book is that she just needed somebody to make her feel appreciated. So finally, someone came up to her and just said, thank you. And she was working so hard. And well, you know, she perceived that everybody else was resting and that all she needed was just some appreciation. I think that's all that people really want to feel understood, to just know that we care about them and that we appreciate all the work that they do, right? So let's give more of that to people. It doesn't have to be anything big or fancy or expensive. I think my point in all of this is that there's a bigger issue at hand with women in our culture not being able to receive. Some of it's from how we were brought up, some of it's culture, what we were learned and taught as, as from when we were kids. But until we can learn to receive the good things in life, we're not going to be able to give of ourselves without expectation in return. But when we are able to do that, we get to this next level of appreciation for ourselves and others. So I think it's really important to question our expectations because that's going to give us insight into the parts of ourselves that need a little more attention and a little more love, right? When we get to the root of what we expect back, most of the time, it's to feel good or to feel connected to another person. But if we just tried to release the need to control what we get in return for giving, then things will just start to naturally happen on their own. So I encourage everyone to let's start trying that and see what happens. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for listening. This was a very raw episode for me, and I hope so many of you will be able to relate to it. So please feel free to share it with a friend or anyone who you think may be interested. And as always, you can find me on Instagram, and I have a Facebook page, and I look forward to talking with you guys again in the next episode. Thanks. Bye.